86. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. I'm John. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like um, a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and see God, not to it to primarily see ourselves. Yep. Yeah. And the text picks up again with Judah. We come off, yeah, this King Hezekiah, who seems to be one of the best kings that we've seen. And then his kids come along, right? Yep. Not only can you not guarantee the faithfulness of the next generation, you can't guarantee faithfulness in your own household. Mm. Right? So, no, no, this is why, you know what I thought about, bro? Yeah. Ecclesiastes 2. Yeah. Where Solomon is like, I hated all my work that I labored at under the sun because I must leave it to the one who comes after me. And who knows whether he'll be wise or he could be a dummy, right? And I worked all my work. And I worked all. And this is futile, right? So right. he like, yeah, is reflecting. And I think this text just shows that yeah. because essentially, yo, his kids mess up everything he did. Not just mess up. Hezekiah tore down the high places and his kids come up and they say, we actually going to rebuild it rebuild. higher than what you tore down. Come on, man. Come yo, on. And, 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 and it's, so this is one thing where it's like, yo, you know, nobody has a vaccine for wickedness. Mm. Uh, it's going to find its way into every human heart. Our best efforts mm-hmm. are most, um, yeah, our most like pietistic works yeah. can't guarantee the faithfulness of anybody. Mm. And so mm. I think, man, one thing that it, you know, just led me to is, you know, I, I have a daughter and I... You know, I hope and I pray every day that she walks with the Lord. And I try my best to yeah. live in such a way that she sees. But this reminds me that, mm. no, like, it's prayer, fam. Mm. That I've really got to depend Lord. on God yeah, for the faithfulness of the next generation. That, yeah, I do need to put in the work. But at sure. the end of the day, it's God that brings the outcome. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, man, as I read this, it was just like Manasseh. The text says he did worse than right. the nations that the Lord possess, dispossessed. Right, right in the in the conquest. Yeah, and it's like whoa, like if it it just blows up your categories, right? right? Like yeah. he's part of the nation of Israel, right? God's yeah. chosen people, and he is worse, right? Than people who didn't believe in God from the beginning, like never, no family, no history, no scriptures. And it just brings you to this place where we can see people who may who we may think are believers right, now, right? And you're acting worse than people who had who, <laughs> right. who was spit on the name of God. And 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 Come God on. saying like that's much more of an indictment because y'all have something that they didn't have. Man, so God's gonna come through and say, "All right, my judgment is gonna be secure." Yeah, God's like, "I'm gonna wipe the bowl and it's gonna be so, so dry. Clean. And I turn it over, does." It's like watching a kid eat ice cream, yeah. and, and my my daughter will eat and eat and eat, and she'll lick the inside of that bowl, and there is not a drop of ice cream left. And God's saying, "I'm gonna wash you. I'm gonna wipe right. y'all out. There's not gonna be a drop left." And, and yeah, one thing that I've seen in this book, y'all, is you know people always talk about the concept of like nature and nurture, mm. right? Which one? Is it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kings helps us see that it's both, mm. right? That 
whenever it talks about the evil that a king did, do you know what it's going to bring up? Mm. He did it like his ancestor. Sometimes mm. it skips a generation, but sometimes it's like right mm. after. When Whenever it talks about the good that a king does, mm. it's going to bring up ancestors, right? And so that sin is inherited. Sure. But it's also influenced, mm. nurtured, right? Because mm. then at the end of this, it's going to talk about not just the sin that he did, but the sin that he caused Israel to, to do. And so mm. you see this, yeah, yeah. consistent mm. back and forth. Yeah, and God is like, man, I'm done. It's yeah. a wrap. It's a wrap for Judah. Yeah. And they're going to be exiled. But before that, again, ironically, I think the text is like showing us these bright spots in, in, Josiah, in Josiah. And he is... Yo, he follows and obeys Yahweh. He doesn't turn from the right or to the left. Right. He resembles his his ancestor, David, right? Yeah. And he goes to repairs the temple. And then, like my mom always say, you'd be surprised what you find <laughs> when you clean up. <laughs> right. right. Like they're right. cleaning up the temple. And he's like, yo, I found the book, the book of the law. One, why is the book of the law lost? <laughs> why is the I heard an old preacher say, the Bible was lost in church, right? <laughs> right. Like, how you in church? And there's no Bible, right? Yeah. And it's like, and he reads it and he's like, oh, this is why. They broke every one of these. <laughs> they just break, they shattered right. all of these commands. And this is why the Lord does this. And it's like. Yeah, notice what 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 his response is. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say. Uh, after he reads it, he's like, yo, hey, yo, yo man, we got to talk to a guy. We got to go to the prophet. The yeah. prophetess. Yeah. Yeah. The crazy thing is, again, go to the he reads it, he hears about what God has done. Mm -hmm. He hears about the judgment that comes. And do you know what his first response is? Mm -hmm. Let's go talk to God and plead for grace. Yes. So he reads this book and he looks at it and he sees himself. But he looks through it and sees the grace of God to the point that it drives him to say, mm -hmm gotta go talk to god we've gotta go back to our father and you know what's crazy bro the fact that the bible starts off in 22 and says that no this dude was faithful to the lord yeah but when he finds the book of the law he's not even grieved over his own sin yeah he's grieved over the people's sin, yeah right and he goes in humility right in a in a like contrite heart before mm. god over other folks sin right and i think the text is one thing the text is trying to show us is that like Man, you can never sit too high where you can't go low. Right. right? Mm. Like he is the king of Judah yeah. and he has lived right before the Lord, but he still goes in humility yeah. before the Lord over his people. Yeah. Right. And then the God, God blesses him yep. because of that. He says, yep. you know what? I'm they gonna get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you, like, you ain't gonna see it, bro. Right. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And three things that I think that we see when somebody really grasps the word. He starts off and he leads the people with a vision. Yep. Hey, y'all, look, we belong to God. God is ours. And he brings them in. Anybody that receives this grace from God wants to share it, right? So yeah, yeah vision. Two, violence. The yeah. rest of the thing is it's saying he's not just he's not just going to tear things down. It says he's going to grind it all into dust, mm. eradicate, tear it. He's going to make sure there's no opportunity anywhere yes. you just see like the passion and the zeal that's brought up from somebody that sees God that has experienced his grace doesn't leave any mm. exit ramps left on this highway 
Um, and then three, I think it leads to uh, vitality that he sees. Um, he reads and he's like, yo, we haven't done the Passover since Samuel. Since Sam- like we ain't did the Passover since the days of the judges, chief. Like what? And that, look, the Passover was supposed to be central to their existence. Damn. Oh my the gosh. center of their existence as a people Bro. was being reminded of a gracious God that saved them out of bondage. Mm. And in forgetting that, they've forgotten their God and they've strayed so often. What yo, yo, I just think of people that like stray, and we think that the way to get people to turn back is to tell them what it is that you need to do. Mm-hmm. But, but he's saying, no, 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 no. You have to know what God has done for mm. us. That's going to be the thing mm. that turns folks back. And he it does this work and he brings it back. And there's this renewed sense of life and vitality. Yeah. And one of the things I love, um, it's so much you can hit on with Josiah here, but one of the things I do love is that he knows how his life will end. Yeah. And that changes how he lives now. Uh, right. So mm. for us as Christians, like we know the end of the story. We know that we're going to heaven. That shouldn't lead, lead us to be docile, though. <laughs> right. right. That shouldn't lead us to be passive. Yeah. That should make us active. That should yep. make us vibrant. And Josiah, like you said, this, contrary to what you heard, this is the first Reformation. Right. Right. <laughs> right. This right. is the first Reformation right here. Yeah. Passover, like you said. And he has this zeal, man. And, yep. this, and biblical zeal. It's not just shouting from the rooftops, I'm a believer, right. God is good, but it's an unwavering commitment, right? Yeah. That to see the people of God and the peoples of the world have an unwavering commitment to Yahweh. Absolutely. And he has this covenant renewal. Yep. He's reading the law. He's mirroring David. He's mirroring uh, Moses and Joshua. And he's, yeah, one of the heroes of the faith here. But at the end of the day, man, like, yeah. He... Uh... <laughs> The bad news, good leaders don't last forever. He dies. His son comes up, Mm -hmm. does evil in the sight of the Lord. Long story short, 24 verse 20. Man. God finally, we see that word once again, banishes them. Mm -hmm. They're out. But I love how the book ends. Mm -hmm. The book ends with this random story of a prisoner Mm-hmm. That is one of the kings of the line of David yeah. who's brought out of prison, hear this, and a table is prepared for him in the presence of his enemies. Mm-hmm. And it just shows this book ends, mm-hmm. even in exile, God has not abandoned his people. This, there's still hope. It's this small glimmer of hope at the end. And it seems like it wouldn't be right. Nebuchadnezzar comes from Babylon, takes folks, he's coming in just causing havoc. Give me all the gold, let's wipe this out, destroy the temple. Burn the temple down. Burn it down. All all that work that Solomon and David, everybody put in, it's it's did away with. Nebuchadnezzar takes the people of Judah um, to Babylon. And we're going to see this throughout the biblical narrative with how the people live in Babylon. Yeah. But again, like you said, and as the biblical witness will show, God is Emmanuel. He yeah. is still with, us. with them. And even in the midst of this, we see a glimmer of hope. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, let's pray. Yeah. God, when consequences catch up to us, mm. would you remind us that you haven't run away? 
the security of your relationship makes us feel at ease, God. Help us never to get to this place where we turn our backs on you like this, Lord, but even if we do, would you remind us that we can always turn back 